Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Christy Bear Blues. I am the one P Shark. What's going on, everybody? I'm at underscore Scott um, on Twitter as usual. But just for, uh, you know, make sure everybody remember we pushing P or we pushing playoffs this week. I like that. I like that. This your guy, Trev, a.k.a. the corner man, a.k.a. the chief of staff of Dula Brooks Island. What's good, everybody? Hey, man, it's your boy. It's really shitty. Grizz on the rise. Hot. Hot plate, hot tamale, hot whatever you want to call it. But we're here now, throwing it down below to the big fella. Yes, sir. At your man, Tab Shakur, what it do, Grizz Nation, dishing it back to the captain, just like Steven Adams. So for sure. Speaking of Big Steve, shout out to him on MLK Day for picking up Tony Bradley. <laughs> Taking on the midcourt boys, but man, shout out to the Grizz. Two and one, real big man out here, dog. Real big man, yes, matter. yes, sir. But shout out to the Grizz, man. Two and one so far this week. We are recording before the Dallas game on Sunday, and this episode will be released on Monday after the Dallas game. So we won't get to details of discussing that game. But for the three uh week, three game week, we beat the Bulls on MLK Day. Um, then we had COVID issues happen. Desmond Bain, Kyle Anderson, and Tyus Jones. All went down. I think Killian Tilly had went down as well, but I think he came back since then. But we beat the Bulls on MK Day. And after that, we went to Milwaukee shorthanded. But um, John Jaron finally had a game together where both of them played well together. And uh, we came close, uh, got within three within like the last two minutes. But Milwaukee ended up closing us out as defending champs. Uh, our first loss in Milwaukee's new arena. We were 2 0 in that arena since they opened it up. So they finally got a win against us at home. Uh, but then go to Friday and we go to Milehouse City in Denver and go on the show, man. John Moran, 38 points. Uh, Zaire Williams had a great game. DeAnthony Melton finally got his shot back rolling and the Grizzlies pulled out the W in Denver. So, what are y'all thoughts for this week? Um, I'm really excited for the week. Um, I thought it was a really productive week, honestly. Um, the two games I'm going to focus on, uh, the Milwaukee loss really didn't, it didn't, you know, I'm really not too concerned about that. Um, but the two the two big wins first, um, the Grizzlies against Chicago on MLK Day on national television. Y'all know how I feel about those type of games. You know when this when the spotlight is on, I kind of like for the the Grizzlies to rise to the challenge and win those games too. So got a really good win against against um, against a Bulls team, and then to go get the win um, in Friday on Friday against Denver, I thought was like really really like I thought that was a probably one of the better wins of the season. Um, Charger, which you just mentioned, you know, COVID has hit the team again. So you're down Desmond Bain. Um, you're still without um, Dylan Brooks. Um, I think Kyle Anderson, Kyle Anderson is out as well. So, again, here again, the, the Grizzlies are shorthanded and they go into Denver. Um, or not a healthy Denver team, but, uh, you know, it's a it's a tough atmosphere. Tough, um, the, the altitude is up there. It's, just, it's a lot different. And so for them to kind of go in there short man um, and still get that, that dub against Denver um, amongst the, the run that Denver made in the third quarter, I thought was really impressive. Um, John Moran in the first half was unguardable. Nobody for the Denver Nuggets can, can stay in front of him. But, you know, he got he got help from DeAnthony Melton. He got help from Zaire Williamson. Uh, Zaire Williams, he got help from everybody else on the roster. And so that's what led them to a really solid win. So those two uh, big ones are the ones that I'm focused on. Yeah, for me, this week was a big-time statement week for the Grizzlies. You would have wanted the Grizzlies to at least come out on the positive side of things on the W column, which they did. They're currently 2-1 before the Dallas game. Um, of course, we're going to not necessarily ignore the Milwaukee game. Uh, you do have to commend the Grizzlies for putting forth at least an effort 
to uh, keep that game close. And to the scholars' point, they got it down to at least three before Milwaukee pretty much showed why they're the defending NBA champions and eventually pulled away. Um, the game Monday on MLK Day against the Bulls, you definitely had to get that game, of course, nationally televised. The Grizzlies' luck on MLK Day has, hasn't always been the greatest, so it was great to see the Grizzlies finally get off the high and get in the W column on MLK Day. But to go into Denver against a relatively good Nuggets team, um, despite you know missing their key pieces, and pretty much handled Denver the way that they did was let is letting everyone know that hey, Memphis is here, and we're not going anywhere for any time anytime soon. Um, kudos to Zaire Williams, who's looking more and more comfortable in the rotation. Uh, I think he had his career high in the Denver game with seventeen. Uh, the Anthony Melton shots. The Anthony Melson shot started to fall, so shout out to him as well. Um, this Grizzlies team is rolling, man, and I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. So, again, shout out to the Grizzlies for a great, great week. Shout out to John Jaron for finally starting, for finally developing some chemistry that we've been looking for practically since they both have gotten into the league. So, um, man, again, just kudos and shout out to the Grizz. Yeah, I, I want to acknowledge I was wrong about our game uh, on Monday, and I'm glad I was wrong. Uh, the Bulls, I thought we were going to be a lot hungrier for a win, and they were not. Um, and we mopped the floor with them on national TV, um, if you ask me. Um, and I don't want to hear COVID protocols or injuries and all that. Um, you're talking about a team that's been dealing with this for the past two years plus. Um and one thing that I always preach to even my players, um, it's on the back of our warmups now, is no excuses. Um, I don't care what's going on. There's no excuses. You know, it's all effort. Um, and so big game there. To everyone's point, yeah, we were undermanned um, against the Bucks, And and also, we didn't, like, get blown out by the Bucks, right? Um, we kept it. I can't remember the largest deficit we were in. Um, but regardless of the fact that's the champs those are the champs for a reason and for us to go to their place in milwaukee um and only come out there with lose my i think like four uh points something like that um that's a great great job by us and that's also to the point where i made that wasn't last show but the show before that in order to win a playoff series you're going to need your bench um there's no series that's going to go with all of your leaders or your stars are going to win every all four games. It just does not happen like that. Um, and so fast forwarding also now to the Nuggets game. The Nuggets game was the best game for me. One, because we went to the Nuggets to win. Two, right now, if everything were to cease and desist, we would line up right now to play the Nuggets. And to know that we can go to Denver and win one, means we can probably get them in five, um, if you ask me, um, if this was a series or when it does become a series. Um, yes, I like the John Jaron show, um, but I need to see more than one game um, of that. Um, I've given my kudos back to Triple L. Um, sometimes I call him Jerome because uh, Jerome's in the house. Um, and so, Watch your mouth. Who's he been balling? Watch your mouth. Who's he been balling? That on, I, I'm trying to give him. You know, Jerome, Jerome. I'm trying to give him. I'm trying to give him. I'm trying to give him. Nineties, 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 right here, dog. 
but drama's in the house. I mean, he he done he done put that uh, cowboy boot through the door. Um, he got Pam. Yeah, I know if y'all know, you know, Martin references, but okay, I'll bring it back. Um, but like, legitimately, like he's playing a lot better uh, right now. And somebody asked us last week about him going to the five. No, keep him where he's at. People have asked us about Stephen Adams. Should we get no? Did y'all not see what happened on Martin Luther King Day? Aquaman moved all of the Justice League back uh, to take care of him. So I stand with this team. We are going to stay in pack with this team. But also this is a podcast and a group of men that are going to acknowledge when they're wrong. And I'll be the first one to admit when I'm wrong about something. But we're going to acknowledge the truth as well. We are two and one. We are on the rise. Big fella, what you got for him? So I do got a question. When you, when are you gonna change it from Triple L to his actual name, Triple J? Like, what does Jaren have to do at this point to to, to convince you otherwise? That's great. Um, I can start going down to maybe a JL, um, so to speak. But Jerome in the house, I like Jerome better than Triple L. Um, but at least for me, see what I mean? At least he gets one of his J's back. Um, so let's say let's say he's back to Jerome. Um, but yeah, yes, that's part of it, but just more consistent basis. Um, and I want him to, if we're going to call him a star or an all-star, I need to see it on a consistent basis, not just once here or twice a week. Um, Josh showing he's at MVP caliber and he's showing that game in and game out. He does not take a game off. Um, and so I just need the same from Jerome. That's all. Hey, Jerome and Clutch lately, though, two game-winning shots from the three-point line from the same That's what I'm asking. One more time. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, I definitely get you on the, on the consistent part. Um, with the Bulls game, like, y'all broke everything down. Beautiful aside. Just add my two cents, and we can definitely keep it rolling. But as far as the Bulls game go, uh, shout-out to John and the team for using that moment on ESPN. Get more of those national eyes on us because the Grizz are the real deal. Um, talking about them for TNT. I'm, hey, I love TNT. I know I love TNT. It's the other network I got a problem with, but we won't have to name them right now because we're speaking positivity. Um, as far as a buzz game, um, uh, I know we said we, they got within three. We saw their energy, and I like that the I like that we lost it because the Bucks showed us that there is love. There are levels to it, right? Like they are the defending champs for a reason. We got within three. Bucks was like, all right, let's turn up. Giannis, they did their thing. That's like, all right, let's let's go and win this. So it, it actually kind of, in my opinion, kind of showed the grids like it's like I said, there's levels to it. Let, let, let's keep let's keep progressing. Let's keep getting better, but just know that you can turn it up a notch too. And I think the grid still young, still definitely young, but that was a, that was one of them games where he, even though we're missing players, of course, it, it was it, it was a good game. Nuggets game, I knew we was gonna win that one. No interior defense, like I continue to say on podcasts. The Nuggets literally couldn't defend anything in a paint. <laughs> so um, if you were to look at the playoff standards right now and the playoffs were to start today, of course, we would play the Nuggets, and that's money I'm putting on the Grizzlies to win that. Um, so I'm pretty sure we're going to talk more about the playoffs for sure. Yeah, before Sharky goes real quick, to your point, too, when you're talking about there's levels to this, you could definitely make the case about that with the Milwaukee game because even prior to the matchup against the Grizzlies, the Bucks would show up against primary big time teams, but yet they would kind of take the night off against teams they're supposed to be, and they often find themselves on the losing end. So, right. um, the fact that the game was actually not only close but actually winnable for the Grizz set, says a lot about the Bucks, but it also says a lot about the Grizzlies as well. So. And if I can add on to that, is also the respect of the Grizzlies have 
within the league is also being transcendent as well to where the champions are showing us more of that respect. Or else they could have been like, oh, y'all ain't got enough players? Cool. Giannis, you can sit. Milton, you can sit. You know what I mean? But that wasn't the case. They wanted to beat us just as bad as we wanted to beat them. And that is us on the rise. For sure, man. Agree with all y'all sentiments. Uh, we can go on forward to Twitter questions. Got you. Um, and for our followers, thank you, guys, everyone that always comes and shows support uh, on the show and is asking us questions as well. Um, to keep the show going, uh, we will start with uh, Zach. No, Randolph. I mean, we've kind of addressed this question already uh, within our previous podcast, so this will be a quick question. Um, Zach no Randolph at DBL Tree 227. This team is really good and playing well right now with the trade deadline looming. Where could this team get better in the trade market? Just for purposes of the show, uh, we'll go reverse order. So we'll throw it down to the big fella first, then Trevor Skyler from there. Where could they get better at? Um, really their bench. Like you don't want to mess up anything with the starting lineup, of course. Like starting to the season, we had, you know. I wanted Kyle Anna to start, but we didn't expect Bain to turn up the way that he did. So you don't want to mess up that, especially when Dylan Briss coming back. You don't want to mess up that. But as far as advancing in the playoffs, you couldn't have said it even better. That bench helps. So at this moment, I love our bench. Me personally, I wouldn't make a move at the trade deadline, to be honest with you. But if we were to make a move, I think we got, and I can't believe I'm saying this, we have the front office that I believe in to make the right move. So I don't expect anything to happen, but if it does, it'll make our team better going forward. Yeah, for me, I believe um, adding depth to the bench definitely would be a huge uh, thing the Grizzlies could look to for the trade deadline. Um, I'm more of a proponent. There's never not enough. There's never too much shooting on the floor. Um, and when I look to the Grizzlies bench, it's not much, uh, not much snipers from the three point line, man. Um, and that's definitely an area the Grizzlies could look to improve, especially for the bench, especially when Dylan Brooks comes back. Because you're gonna have Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain out on the floor at the same time, more than likely in the starting lineup. And then once those two go out, and once Triple J goes out, then who's in the game outside of maybe Killian Tilly that's gonna space the floor for you? So, um, it's never too much. You can never have too many shooters on your squad. So I would definitely, if I were looking to make a move for the trade trade deadline to boost the team and boost the bench, I would definitely look to add more shooting. Yeah, and I would try to, you know, double click to that point and say, if you can find like a three and D veteran type player, that's what I would probably go and look for. Um, and more so specifically for Dylan Book's purposes, if he's not healthy enough for the playoffs is what my concern would be. I think currently right now, top to bottom, the Grizzlies have probably one of the better rosters in the league. Um, but I can't find anywhere throughout that lineup where there's like that veteran guy that's been through playoff, you know, series. He's no, he's had those runs with LeBron. He's had those runs with KD. He's had those runs, you know, defending that type of player. And Dylan Brooks certainly can do that. But what if Dylan Brooks is not available? Who do the Grizzlies turn to for that? So that's that's the only thing. That's the only you know negative that I can find in the, in the Grizzlies roster right now. But I think currently constructed, the the Grizzlies are on, and I don't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't adjust the roster at all, um, come the trade deadline. And it's kind of looking back at the summer, like that's kind of why I wanted to keep Rondo. I know looking back at it is like I see why, but imagine what Rondo would be doing with this squad right now. David, you want to input anything there um, about any? realistic trades for before the trade deadline 
I say keep the team is intact. Uh, maybe like like Trevor said, maybe another shooter. But I mean, Dylan Brooks is supposed to come back, so really, there's no trade out there that I want to see. All right, question. To Skylar's point about the uh, veteran, and feel free to say no. He's out there on the market. He's a veteran presence that's been uh, in playoff basketball and playoff situations. Would you sign Paul Millsap? Uh, maybe it, 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 I don't know. It's just, I'm not sure. Why not trade two different things. He, he answers the question. Yes. But I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have, I legit don't yeah, it, it'll No, it'll literally just be a, it'll literally just be signing them because he's, yeah. he, he, they, him and the Nets are parted ways. So that's I, what I, with, with the kind of culture that we have and the kind of, and where he would fit within the bench. I like it. Because you won't have, even though like Tillman and Clark are there progressing everything, like you kind of do bring that veteran in that we need. We kind of, you he'll get a little eight, nine points, you know, off the bench, you know, a few rebounds that we'll need, you know, from our bench. So I, I kind of like it, but, you know, that's going to kind of stop Tillman and Clark from getting on. And now that I think about it, like, I'm not sure if that's what Paul Millsap would want to do. Because at the end of the day, like, coming from what his situation was in Brooklyn, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure he wanted Clark, but if he comes to the Grizzlies, will he get Clark too? So will you get Clark, you know, going from Brooklyn to Memphis? And then, like, I don't know. I just I can't see him, like, giving up what potentially could be, you know, a championship ring for him, you know, to to kind of, you know, seal his career. And, you know, will he look at the Grizzlies that same way? Would he want to come, you know, with no disruptions, with no, like, I'm solely here to help y'all? Would he be willing to do that? And if the answer is yes, truthfully, then hey, make that move. But I'm not sure if that's something he's willing to do. Yeah, I don't. Um, to, to answer the question, and we'll move on with the next question um, from my followers. If he's if he's here to do like a Udonis Haslam and like be a coach to the bigs outside of the court. Um, and it's in if we need him for like two or three minutes, then yes. Um, but to take away minutes from people, players that are developing, I do not see that. Um, I believe that Brandon Clark could learn a lot from Paul Millsap with the way that they play and their their size. I think that that I think Jared could too. I think Jared um, could too because when people hear the name mm-hmm. Paul Millsap, they're like, who? But don't, let's not forget he was an All Star at one point. Consistently like, in the paint, he would give you 15 a night, and that's something that we that can help Jaron Jackson. So, <laughs> agree. Um, so speaking of this, right, and, and moving forward, um, guys, Zane, Zane, thanks for checking in again, man. Uh, Z A Y N, and it's at it's at it's Zane, I T Z Z A Y N underscore. Question, uh, we'll start with Shark and then move our way around with Cap. What are your realistic predictions for the Grizzlies in the postseason? I feel like the sky is the limit, but having to be potentially Lakers, Nuggets first, then back to back series against the Warriors and Suns, then the Eastern winner. I think the conference finals is our ceiling. Um, so, again, we'll start with Cap. What are your realistic predictions for the Grizzlies this upcoming postseason? And then we'll work our way around. Um, second round is my realistic prediction. Get a first round win is a step forward from last year. But uh, to Zane, it's Zane's point and shout out to him again. Um, conference finals, I think that is the ceiling. I don't see us getting past the conference finals, but uh, it would be nice if we get there. But I do see second round because more like the second round, we'll play Golden State of Phoenix, and as well as we match up with them in Golden State in the regular season, playoff is a different beast. 
Like, we, we all know that. I've seen a couple years back in 2011 or something. I remember the Bulls that beat the Miami Heat with LeBron in you know, three, three games to zero during the regular season. And the Heat beat doing five games in the playoffs. So, we all know playoffs is a different beat. So, give me a second round. It's my realistic expectation. You go ahead, Sharp. I mean, go ahead, go ahead, Skyler. Then, yeah, okay. Uh, I was gonna make sure. Um, but no, I, I I agree with Sharky, and um, but I will also agree with um, sorry, the 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 guy's name, uh, Mr. Zane. Um, I think very well the Grizzlies could make it to the conference finals. Um, what you see across the league now, especially when it comes to the playoffs, and again, playoffs is totally different. Um, but what I see on a nightly basis with John Morant. I can't see anybody in the league being able to stop him for stretches. Well, not necessarily stretches of games, but multiple games throughout like a playoff series is what I'm saying. And it could very well be the second round playoff. It could be a second round, you know, potential exit or something like that, which I'm fine with. But it could very well be they make it to the conference finals because at the end of the day, we've seen for as long as we've all watched basketball, LeBron can go on runs, KD can go on runs. And it could be, damn, who's guarding him? Like, it doesn't matter. And so what I've seen from Ja, you know, on the court physically, but also mentally, is his ability to say, I can put y'all on my back. We're going to get this dub. However, we're going to get this dub. If I need to go get 35, I'll go get 35. If I need to, you know, scale back my scoring and I need to, you know, hit Triple J for, you know, to hit the game with a shot, then I'll do that. His ability to really understand and read the game now these days is, is amazing and to i said all that to say i'm not sure what the grit like i'm not sure what the playoffs looks like but it looks very very scary in my opinion for if it's the grizzlies if it's the lakers not if it's the grizzlies if it's the lakers if it's the nuggets whomever whomever if you see that you have to play the grizzlies in a first round matchup or a second round matchup i think you're gonna be you know up all night trying to figure out how you're gonna stop this team Absolutely, but um, to Cap's point, I, I believe my realistic expectations for them is just to win the playoff series. Um, so just win that first round and then just advance. If they're able to advance even further and overachieve, then of course that's great. Uh, that's amazing, uh, and that's very well uh, capable of happening because we all know the playoffs is all about matchups, like who you match up well with. And to be honest with you, I, I see every team right now that's currently in the standings in the playoffs. The Grizzlies can match up with and have shown that they can beat them at least four out of seven. If 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 given if this was a seven game series, uh, but realistically, uh, if we could just get a playoff series win, I would be okay. I would not be surprised if the Grizzlies were in the conference finals or even in the finals. It's just how well the Grizzlies have looked as of late. If everything maintains itself, there's no reason why to say, "Hey, why not us? Why not go for it all?" Um. But yeah, to answer the question realistically, a first round series just just win a playoff series for right now. I'm, so I'm realistically, Trev. I'm definitely with you. Like this is that team. Like the sky's literally the limit. Like we've seen the team start off crazy and then go on a 10, 11 game streak, whatever it was. But realistically, if you look at where we are now, we can definitely make it to the second round for sure. And then we'll have to go against either Phoenix or Golden State. Golden State we can take to seven games. I also feel like we can do that for the Phoenix Suns. It all depends on health. <laughs> it all it all really depends on health for one, but for two, the Phoenix Suns are from top to bottom the best constructed roster in the league. And I think that we got to pay attention to that. 
when we played them uh, in December, they were missing Aiden and Crowder. Of course, it's next man up, but let's be realistic. So if we were to face that Phoenix team, they're literally looked at how they lost in the finals and went and got players that have helped them get back to the finals and win. <laughs> so that's a, that, that's kind of a matchup I kind of want to stay away from. I'm kind of more worried about the Suns realistically as a Grizz fan than I am the Warriors. So, but I think we can definitely make it to the second round. Definitely. Yeah. Um, to give even more context before I give my answer, if you look at the just last two years, of the NBA in the playoffs itself. Yes, it was in a bubble. Um, so what? Um, but no one said Miami Heat are going to go to the finals against the Lakers. No one said that, um, realistically. No one said last year that the Suns were going to go from the two seed and make it all the way to the finals, right? No one said the Hawks were going to go all the way that they went to Eastern Conference finals because of Ben Simmons um, be tripping. But anyways, Regardless of the fact, you never know what is to be expected until you get into that situation. So to me, yes, realistically, anything less than winning the first round is a slap in the face to Memphis Grizzlies and the organization, if you ask me, because of everything that is here and in front of us. To make it to that next step, to go to your point, to um, talk about taking any team to a seventh game, I think that is even more realistic to where we're at now because we're building how to win, especially in these types of situations. So you never know what could happen. You never know what injuries can happen. Um, and that's on both sides of, the, of the, us having injuries along with anyone else having injuries as well. The Suns didn't expect LeBron and K and AD to go down. Um, and the list can go on, right? Um, no one expected Clay Thompson to go down in the finals three years ago um, and gave Kawhi his ring. But I'll talk about that at a different time. But regardless of the fact, Second round, for sure, and anything short of six games in the second round to me is nothing to sleep at, but that's what I would like for us to get at least to six games um, and prove our point to let them know that we'll be back again next year as well. Um, let's keep the wheel rolling with them. Um, so thanks again, Zane, for checking in, and we'll look forward to answering your question again next week, Zane, because I know you're going to listen to us. Um, then we have one more question from uh, fellow LBR brother, um, Pastor Savage um, right now saying, look at the schedule for the top three teams in the West. So we've been talking about who we would match up then afterwards, right? Um, whether it be the Suns or the Warriors. His question is, look at the schedule for the top three teams in the West. I think the Grizzlies will be the number one seed by March. I didn't put a date on the March, but we'll say March 1st. Am I crazy? So is he crazy? Um, and anyone can start picking up on this one. Is he crazy to believe? I believe the Grizzlies are five and a half back right now mm-hmm. as we're so, recording. So um, actually on, on, on the last part, we actually discussed, well, I actually brought up the point of how easy, like really easy the February schedule is. Um, considering the amount of teams that we play that are A, below 500 and two missing players that are going to be out for a long time. Um, so by March, I for sure think that we can be number one, but I don't think we'll keep that, you know, for the rest of the season. Because if you look at our last five game and games in April, which could definitely determine, you know, playoff season, those could get a little tricky. If you look at, you know, even really the last couple weeks in March, it kind of get a little hard. So by March, I think we can possibly have the number one seed, but I don't think we'll, we'll keep it uh, for the rest of the season. 
he's not crazy at all because I'm looking at February schedule. There's literally only one back to back. There's literally only one back to back. Uh, the, the Grizzlies will have to play during this, and it is relatively easy. Um, but for me, for that to even be a possibility, that that's gonna have to start with the very first game in February against the Knicks in MSG. The game is supposed to be on ESPN, so if another prime opportunity for the Grizzlies to, and John Morant to let people know that Memphis is here and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Like I literally, I'm looking at the schedule in February. By March 1st, if everything breaks correctly, Memphis could potentially be at one. Like I said, it's relatively easy. Maybe maybe the Bulls catch the grid slipping in, in the in the rematch back in Chicago later on that month. But I, I really just I could see it. I, I'll just leave it at that. I, I could see Memphis potentially being at one. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's 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 out of the question. I I'm gonna look from the standpoint that um, Draymond Green for the Golden State Warriors her, and we've, we've seen Golden State take a step back or they don't look as fluid, which, I mean, for, you know, most basketball heads, you kind of know that, you know, you understand the importance of Draymond Green. So they, they're without him for the next couple of weeks. Um, and so I'm not sure what that looks like for the Golden State Warriors because I'm pretty sure they're going to mentally start thinking about, you know, making sure Steph gets to the playoffs healthy, make sure Clay gets to the playoffs healthy. So you never know what they may do there. Um, and then you never know. I'm not sure what Phoenix schedule looks like. Um, but so I won't say it's out of the question. I can definitely see us getting to two um, and then really getting to two and staying at either two or three until the end of the season. Yeah, Captain, do you want to intervene about that one? Do you think that we can make it to the number one seed and possibly keep it? Well, let's say at least the number one seed. By March first, it's not crazy. Uh, I can see it happening. Got you. And uh, just for a point of clarity, um, we talked about the Suns. I'll just bring this to light really quickly, and then we can move on. Um, the Suns versus Utah back to back. They play at Brooklyn February first. Um, I'm just looking at their harder games at Bulls on February seventh at. Philly, February 8th, Milwaukee, February 10th. Um, and they play the Jazz again on February 27th. Um, and so that's their schedule. Um, and of course, Skyler or Trevor, I think, kind of pulled up the other schedule as well. We have very winnable games. That is also what scares me as well, is they're so winnable, do we overlook them? Um, but I think we've done an awesome job here recently, which is making sure we take care of business for 48 minutes and not look past the next 48. Um, so let's keep that intact um, as we move forward. Think about the next 48, um, our schedule for next week. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, definitely keep in mind that we're recording before um, the, the Sunday um, evening game against Dallas. So I think we can all say, you know, that we'll, we'll win the game. So Grizzlies will go into this week. Um, 33 and 16 with a matchup against the Spurs on Wednesday. The game is in San Antonio, a game against the Jazz on Friday. The game is um, at Club FedEx Forum. And then a game uh, Saturday against the Wizards again um, at the Club FedEx Forum. So three games on the slate uh, for this week uh, for the Grizzlies uh, in the order of let's go with uh, Sheedy, uh, Trevor, um, then Took, Captain, then I'll go last. 
Um, what do you guys have the Grizzlies, you know, win loss? What do you guys think the Grizzlies will do this week? Um, so I know we got the, the Spurs um uh, that re well, not rematch, but the rescheduling of that. Um, and then the Wizards is the second of a back to back, I believe, right? Um yeah. so excellent. Thank you. Um, so for to me, to me this week, streak. Give me well before no. Um now nah, wait. No, nope. it really would have been five because uh, going back to yep. going to the going back to the Denver game. Yeah. Yep. So actually give me give me three and oh this week. Mm-hmm. Um, which means we'll be five and oh and streaking. And again, we're on the rise. I love it. You know what? I'm gonna take some of that stock as well. I think the Grizzlies will be streaking as well. I, I just Utah has been on the fritz. I don't even know if Donovan Mitchell is going to be back by then because he's been out with a concussion. They just got Rudy Gobert back, which, to be honest, really doesn't make that much of a difference. Um, the Wizards game, I'm definitely going to kind of take a little caution to because it's a you know the second of a back to back, but it's at home, so I, I I think Memphis could really you know take care of business. And then assuming uh, the Grizzlies took care of business against Dallas uh, tonight, uh, yeah, I, I think the Grizzlies will be streaking. So by the time we record next week, they'll be on a five-game winning streak. Y'all know me, man. When we go streaking, hey, let, let, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, I got the streak going. I'm going to join it. Um, the Jazz, they out, out without Donovan Mitchell. That last two games, really three games, which have been subpar. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like they, they went almost head up with the Pistons. They lost to the Rockets. They went head up with the Lakers. I mean, that that's like a game we can definitely win. So I'm gonna go there, bro. Um, win against, win against the Jazz. Win against the Mavericks, of course. Win against the Spurs. Um, that's still trying to find out who they are. Um, that that should be a dub right there. Then the Wizards. I think that'll probably be the more competitive game of the week. So got got the Grizz uh, winning. Let's keep the streak going. Campus on you. Hey, yeah, I repeat the games. Yeah, yeah. So uh uh San Antonio on Wednesday, uh um at um in Memphis against the Jazz on Friday, in Memphis against the Wizards on Saturday. Oh man, give me three oh. Give me three oh. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Our five going streaking. Let's get it. Let's go. One, two, three, four, five. We going five and oh, y'all. So regardless of whatever, I guess, whatever, regardless of whatever I was going to say, I have no choice but to say that the Grizzlies yeah, were going better. undefeated for the rest of the week, right? Come on, look at this. Come on, man. Who would have known? Yeah, so I'll I, I do the same. Uh, I'm not too worried about the Spurs. The Spurs have not looked anything like what the Spurs you thought even would probably look like after, no, they've been with Greg Popovich for quite some time. So they, I'm not worried about them. Um, the big game for me is, you know, on Friday against the Jazz. I kind of want to see again what the Grizzlies, their deep, their uh, three-point defense looks like. That's what I'm going to be, you know, concerned about because, uh, you know, the Jazz are definitely going to get their threes up. And so, again, it's the you know, regular season is different from the postseason, but I want to see what their potential, you know, what that matchup will put, what that matchup would look like if we played them in the postseason. So, but I still think at the end of the day, the Grizzlies. Um, take that game. I'm not sure who on Utah's roster can stay in front of John Morant. Uh, he'll be ready to come back home. And so uh, I think they'll take that. And then the Wizards, 
are the Wizards. I think at some point soon they're probably going to start. I'm going to hit a lot of rumblings around uh, Bradley Beal leaving sometime soon too. So, yeah, I ain't no choice but to say that they'll go undefeated for the rest of the week as well. They'll be 5-0 by the time we record next week. I said Jerome in the house. <laughs> I'm tripping. Cool, cool, cool. Well, it does it for this episode, guys. Anybody got anything else? Nope. Don't forget, we're pushing P or we're pushing playoffs. Desmond Bain, three-point shootout champion, most improved player. You heard it here first. Hey, man. Happy to be a part of the ride, bro. Go Grizz, man. Yep, yep. Let's get it, man. So, remember to follow us on Twitter at Starting Five, the number five MEM. Follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzly and listen to the other podcasts on the network, the 3D podcast, Core Four podcast, GBB Live, and the Long View. And remember to follow me on Twitter at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore S K Y L I T O, all caps. I'm at underscore Scott on. Yeah, apparently everybody calls me League Pass Trevor now, but I'm still at the Art of Trevor on Twitter, and of is still the preposition. And I'm at Tev Shakira, man, once again. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us. And I, and I guess I'm, I, it's really shitty. I guess it's just me. Just me. It's okay, bro. My bad, man. <laughs> hey, y'all know Steven Adams dishing that much? <laughs> and we gotta talk about that on the next podcast. He's he the best pass on the team. Next podcast, man. Uh, all right. Yeah. Next podcast. Uh, yeah. We won't talk next about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, hey. 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 Hey man, <laughs> hey, if Stones Jones ain't playing, oh yeah, give me Stephen Adams. <laughs> Run that point center, man. Come on. All right, y'all, man. <laughs> Until next time, man. Go Grizz.